We're back. Hello. How's everybody doing today? I hope you're doing well. I hope this this Thursday or whatever day of the week you're listening to this on is treating you well. Yeah. Only Check. positive vibes over here. Yeah, positive vibes. This this episode's going to get real negative real, real fucking fast. Don't they all? I mean, look, I sought out some dating advice from people on Reddit, on the Dick Show subreddit, because, you know... Somebody called, I, I was featured on this week's dick show. Somebody left a voicemail on there that really upset me. Uh-oh. Because it wasn't directed towards me. He was just giving a general life tip. His, his advice was, take a book with you to the bar, sit there and read it, and somebody will approach you and talk to you about it. And the type of book you bring with you will attract a specific type of person. So if you want to get some girl who's into like romance or something you bring pride and prejudice and zombies and some shit like that and you know i'm gonna do it my favorite book to read in public is it's called living large it's a self-help book on how to manage with your 10 inch plus penis is that a real book it has changed my life jesus i need to find that you need it i mean i don't (laughs) <laughs> Jesus, I feel like the length is there, but not the girth, so it's not that much of a problem. I, I, yeah, see, you know what I mean. Yeah, when when you got like your spear going, it's not so much like a cannon. Yeah, man. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I'll turn on a porn, and it's like, how much how much prep do you need to take a dick that's basically two soda cans sitting next to each <laughs> other and the length of like maybe a Mack truck? Oh my God. Young Pringles can in the building, right? Some some of these dudes out here, it's just like, yo, I feel like that's more of a hindrance to you, one hundred percent, than anything. A one hundred percent. If does all the blood loss fuck with them? Well, I know when you reach a certain size, you just can't get like fully hard. Like, there's no point when you're actually pulling wood. It's just like, oh, well, now it's just slightly firmer than it was I, I guess that's it you're just pushing rope at all times oh geez what <laughs> what a life that sounds fucking frightening that sounds horrible and could you imagine like taking a girl back to your place and you whip it out and they're just like nah fuck this and then just leave yeah i've uh a friend of mine's explained when that happened to him before god damn he apparently the girl gingerly blew him but <laughs> she was like no i'm not <laughs> the same putting happened. that in me it's fucking gigantic. There's God. a there's a much worse story that I have along the lines of that, but I'm not going to tell it because it's fucking disgusting. God damn. Anyway, speaking of dicks, you were still talking about the dick show. Oh yeah, this guy's uh this guy's advice. I'm going to do it. The issue with it is I I do have a shitload of books. Yeah, I'm looking at I, a bunch. I I have a lot of books, but the hard part is Finding people who recognize what these books are. Yeah. These aren't books by like Plato or Aristotle or Jane Eyre or fucking Dick Masterson or Maddox or. uh, Oh, that'd be a great book to read. Alphabet of Manliness or Men Are Better Than Women. Either one, really. (laughs) Uh, Well, I feel like Men Are Better Than Women, you're going to get women approaching you all pissed off. Like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Men are better than women. Like, if they can see the cover. I feel like the thought is there. Like, I can understand what you're saying. But to me, I can only picture it going completely wrong. Oh, it's definitely... You're starting off on hard mode. But you're going to get more people coming up to you. 
If that's the goal. I'm just going to print out a fake book cover with an asterisk on it. There you go. Because, you know, for all my coders out there, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Do you know know what an asterisk is? So it's a wild card. So if you go into the command prompt or your fucking shell prompt or whatever the fuck, and you type in dir slash asterisk, it'll just give you every every result. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's... what the asterisk would do for me with a fake book cover. I got you. Good. We're going to start out with some comments from the subreddit, realnerdhours.reddit.com. Thank you, Soul Memories. We appreciate it. We got your name this week. We did it. First question comes from Kaiju Turtle. Hey, Denzel. Hey, Chet. You weeaboo shits have talked about anime in the last six episodes now. But I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on Daikaiju and Tokusatsu. I mean, I can I can read those those words for you if we need. <laughs> Daikaiju and Tokusatsu. Yeah, is that close enough? Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Did either of you see Shin Godzilla? Are you at all familiar with Godzilla, Gamera, Ultraman, Common Rider, and how about that new Power Rangers? Looks like hot garbage. IMO. Well. First off, I'm impressed that we're only six episodes in a row for talking about anime. I figured it would have been the last mm, 12. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it would have been close. It would have been close. But, yeah, I'm kind of down with, like, the Sentai stuff and the tokusats and... Oh, the there's writing. no, there's no you at the end. I tokusats, mean, tokusats, and like it's, it's real, you know, short, yeah. But um, yeah, I, 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 I like that stuff. I just don't really go out of my way to consume it. Like if I catch an episode of Common Rider, I'm going to enjoy it, but I'm not going to torrent a whole season or anything like that. I want to see Shin Godzilla. I have not yet. I watched the. American one from a few years back that was decent so as far as my relationship with that stuff goes I'm not familiar with any of it Uh. I like it it's more so if it comes on TV I'll watch it I don't have cable though (laughs) (laughs) I mean it's it's cool Yeah. yeah I mean it's not my favorite stuff I really liked Ultraman as a kid but when I was an adult, I tried to watch it and it didn't go over that well. Yeah, I find a lot of those things get pretty redundant pretty quickly. And it's been going on. Like a lot of those series are from the 80s and maybe even earlier. So there's a lot of rehashed material here. Yeah, definitely. I I want to start fucking with Common Rider because after that Power Rangers marathon that was on Twitch. Oh, yeah. Ash started linking me a bunch of common Rider shit. That's all cool. their henshin sequences. Yeah. I was just like, yo, I could fuck with this. This looks cool. Yeah. Because I still I still enjoy the camp of Power Rangers and the camp of Super Sentai and all like as long as as long as it's knowingly cheesy, it's not a problem for me. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with most things being campy as long as they know they're campy. As far as the new Power Rangers goes though, I'm interested in seeing it. I have heard such mixed reviews on it. Like, especially the people who saw the early premiere. The first few reviews that I heard from friends of mine were that it was just straight up garbage 
don't waste your money, don't waste your time. And then the next like 10 people said, yo, I was looking for things to hate about it, but I loved it. I'm like, I wouldn't expect that. The movie looked pretty mediocre from the trailers. I mean, what, I mean, what are you really expecting, though? I guess, <laughs> yeah, because that's that's one of the big problems. People have such high expectations of fucking everything. Yeah, well, yeah, and it's it's next level shit. I just want it to be entertaining, and that's it. I'm probably gonna go see it this weekend or next weekend or something. Oh, I gotta go see Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. In fact, Eric Luster. Has a question about Ghosts in the Shell. Will the new Ghosts in the Shell movie suck or not? Probably. It, it looks cool visually. They're, they did a, um, a an extended an extended trailer kind of thing where they, they pretty much just played the first five minutes of the movie. It was a cut first five minutes, but it's, you know, basically the first scene. And it looks cool. And it also looks like they're going to stick to the source material pretty well in terms of actual content you know aside from hey it's white girl uh. as going back to what you said first about the source material yes it does look like they're going to be sticking with that because in the first episode or is i'm pretty sure it's the first episode of the series standalone complex she does the jump off the building jump through the window and they have the fucking psychotic fucking geisha spiders yeah those are in the second season i believe that fight that she has in the water with that dude is from the first movie. Yeah. It looks like it's going to. Yeah. But I have I have a sense that they're going to fuck it up anyway. There's definitely still room to fuck it up. That's, that's the weirdest part, too. I read some Twitter spoilers about the movie. Uh-huh. And I don't know if they're true. But if, if it is true, that's stupid as fuck. What was like, it? All right. So if you don't want to hear spoilers, fast forward about... I don't know, 30 seconds. But essentially what happens is at the end of the movie, Scarlett Johansson goes to the grave of Motoko Kusanagi. And she's getting hugged by Motoko's mother. So and, it's straight up a different person? Well, her brain is in a different, oh, oh, okay, yeah. in a different shell. Okay, sh- oh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they could have they sorted that out. And apparently the, the Asian actress that plays Motoko prior to getting her brain put in Scarlett Johansson's body is in the movie. But they just don't show her face. Okay. <laughs> but I don't, that's, that's all hearsay. That, okay. I don't know if that's actually going to be true. I could see that. I, I really hope that's fake. Yeah, same. They could have really solved that issue with one line of dialogue. For real. <laughs> it is, it's yeah. so easy to explain that away. Exactly. Well, anyway, the next Whatever. question comes from Fat Man Anal, Little Coat. What makes a good fantasy series? I think the biggest defining factor of a strong fantasy is just world building. I think that's what makes Game of Thrones so powerful. That's what made Lord of the Rings such a an expansive universe was just that they made they laid this groundwork for such cool places. And you can put whoever in it. You can say, oh, here's the daring pirate captain. Okay, what would a pirate captain be doing in this world? Like, all you have to do is create a world, create characters, and as long as you're not a terrible writer it should write itself you would think so honestly to keep it 1000 with you i don't like fantasy all that much that's fair 
the the things that I do like about fantasy would be along the lines of something like Harry Potter, something that takes place in the modern world. Yeah. The issue that I have with fantasy for the most part is that it always takes place in olden times or some shit. I, not I always. I, I don't want to say always because I know that's not true. Of course. There are other books out there like The Magicians or whatever that take place in the modern world. Again, I, I hate revisiting olden times yeah. where you got people with fucking horses or giant elephants or whatever the fuck riding through planes and shit. There are only so many ways that you can describe a magical fucking forest <laughs> to make me give a fuck about yeah. it. Some of the there are things that I do enjoy about something like Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings or anything like that. Like it's they're interesting because of the characters that inhabit the world, not necessarily because of the world itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And being that like I can jack myself off to cartography, I like looking at the maps for about forty five seconds of each place. Oh, definitely. You brought up a thing that is definitely a personal thing of mine. I much prefer sci-fi fantasy than over just straight up high fantasy because a lot of the old high fan or any high fantasy stuff is just repackaged lord of the rings it's elves dwarves dragons orcs etc and we've seen that before i don't give a fuck about any more castles i don't so many castles man you can live in a castle or a village or a hut those are like the three domiciles available in olden times fantasy. Yeah, you don't got no apartment buildings. But it, I think sci-fi fantasy has a lot more room. You know, it can be space. It could be modern. It can be modern with magic and slightly futuristic. That kind of stuff. I fucking love sci-fi. There you go. And of course, there are some people who are going to lambast me for calling it sci-fi rather than science fiction. Oh, fuck off. But it's... <laughs> That's my favorite genre of them all because you can do so much. You know what I mean? One of the explanations that somebody had said a long time ago on the internet, they said that science is magic until you understand how it works. Yeah. And so in that vein, it's kind of just you can do you can do whatever you want in sci-fi. Yeah. And you can explain it with whatever you want. Oh yeah, it's, it's basically good fantasy. In a sense, yeah. Well, it's it's good modern slash future fantasy. Because yeah. you can't really say, oh, yeah, this took place. I mean, you did it with Star Wars a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But you can't really say, like, oh, this was in the 1200s. This was in the Dark Ages. And by the way, here's a supercar. I mean, that's kind of what steampunk does. But that's a little... It's closer to fantasy I than it is to sci-fi. Hate steampunk. Steampunk is so stupid. I think there's some cool things about it, but I the aesthetic sucks. Everything's cogs. Yeah, oh, cogs <laughs> and fucking steam, or even coal. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. It, it wasn't very effective. Like, come on, guys, we got out of that era pretty quickly. Yeah, because it sucked. Yeah, we needed to. <laughs> We have electricity. Move on. Next question comes from Yeah Rip. I'm kind of curious what you guys think about the increasing trend of everything being hooked into the internet. See, this is kind of funny because a lot of the things that I advertise at work involves this. It's called the Internet of Everything. And it's literally connecting all of your shit to the internet. So we've done ads for... Internet computers, washer and dryer, uh, refrigerators, your front door, your lights, 
your security system, everything. You can pretty much hook up everything in your house to your Wi-Fi network. And as far as I know, they're decently secure, but... Secure is only going to get you so far, though. Yeah. If if you give somebody enough time, they'll exploit it. Of course. And I've seen stuff where it's like they're security teddy bears where, you know, you can watch your kids through the camera. Can you imagine someone hacking into your kid's camera? Those have been known to be hacked. See, that's so fucked (laughs) one of the issues is at least if i recall correctly with some of the nanny the baby monitoring stuff what it was is that it was hooked into your wi-fi but it was also outputting a signal so you could connect to it so when you connected it to your wi-fi anybody sitting outside of your house could connect to that device and use it and essentially yeah it was it was a weird situation It's been rectified at this point, of course. I imagine so. The only thing preventing anybody from breaking into any device is whether or not it's going to be profitable for them. Yeah, yeah. And there's no point in wasting time with a lot of the stuff that, oh, someone can fuck with my lights. Somebody's going to fuck up my washer dryer. I would say that fucking with the lights is more of an issue than a washer dryer and of course hacking a door is a problem as well Yeah, that's definitely a problem i wouldn't i personally i'm against hooking a lot of things into the internet i'm even still at this point where i'm refusing to connect certain apps to other apps so people can't sell shit to me better yeah i'm it's going to happen i'm not happy about it and i'll get with it at some point but i want to be able to have some control over my life my internet life to a certain degree you know yeah i I feel you i mean i will use incognito unnecessarily just because i don't want certain things popping up in my browser history it can be something totally innocuous but i just don't feel like having that being targeted yeah no i feel you and with everything getting connected security will get better but that's my biggest concern right now it also seems largely unnecessary like definitely it's kind of convenient it's cool it's it's a nice gimmick to have oh my phone can make my lights more red right now like yeah that's a cool parlor trick twice yeah and then that's it you just paid a hundred dollars for a wi-fi connected light bulb yep how good do you feel about this i mean if you're fucking a lot that might be good yeah, it would be like cool. Change, change the color temperature in the room. But all you got to do is just say, hey, baby, give me a moment. And then you just go do it manually, not nope. on your fucking phone. I don't know if you're part of the modern world, but having sex also includes holding your phone <laughs> so it can measure your stats. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Fit dick, man. Fit, oh, yeah. I forgot all about that thing. Yeah, yeah. That was on Jesus and Marrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shout outs to them. Yeah, shout outs to that show. That show's really good. Check it out. It's on Viceland. It's called Jesus and Marrow. And if you're white and you're sensitive about people making fun of white people, this may not be the yeah, show for you. <laughs> may not be the target audience here. Sofa Man asks, thoughts on our Tales from the Tech Support? I don't go to that subreddit, so I'm going to leave this to you if you have anything. You know, it's funny because I don't actually use Reddit outside of our own subreddit. All right. And Dick's subreddit sometimes. I There are a few that I want to go on that I've added to my list, but I just haven't. I haven't. I lurk. Any of them. I lurk every once in a while, and it's mostly just black people Twitter. 
Oh, so you can get a nice, succinct summarization of anything funny that's happening on Black People Twitter? Pretty much. Just <laughs> check out all the freshest memes, move on. That's, that's it. That's all it's good for. I feel you. I fucking feel you. Oh, those are our thoughts, Sofa Man. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Sofa. Next question comes from Null Reference. Denzel, do you still write? Or did Handy Randy successfully crush your spirit with his er constructive criticism? <laughs> If you're still at it, what are your major influences? Honestly, yeah, I still write. Part of the issue with my writing is I'm still learning a lot how to do it. I haven't had the opportunity to find many people who influence my work. Mm. One thing that I want to do is incorporate more humor into what I write. And it's harder for me because there are there's there are ways... For me to incorporate humor into what I write, which would be similar to how I speak, it would be conversationally, it would be conversational and it would be informal. But part of the issue with that is that doesn't make for good writing, especially if you're constantly having to explain colloquialisms to people. I personally, I don't mind reading books that are written as though it's spoken. Like when I read through Huck Finn in high school, I actually had already read it prior, but when I read through it as part of a class in high school, just about everyone in my class was like, yo, what the fuck is this? I can't read this. I'm like, no, you have to, you have to sound it out and imagine that this is a fucking hick that is explaining all of this to you. Cause it's, you know, from the point of view of Huck Finn, it's this uneducated kid from the South in the 1800s like yeah it's gonna be a little different from modern english but i don't think that it being conversational is necessarily a bad thing i want to learn how to write formally first so i can then cast off all those rules pretend like i never knew them and then write informally i gotcha i gotcha you know you gotta learn the rules before you can break them yeah exactly yeah that's it for all the questions we have this week you can find us on our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. I keep saying it that way, but I should be saying real nerd hours Yeah, that's that the new shit. That new shit. Thank you again, Soul Memories. Here's a sidebar for that ass. Make sure you save your work frequently. Yes. Don't don't ever say, eh, fuck it. When you, as soon as you think to save, save it. If the program doesn't have auto saving, save it every time you finish a fucking sentence. Oh. I was writing the show notes for today, uh-uh. and I was at work, and my computer crashed. Fuck. And you know what? It was heartbreaking. It was fucking heartbreaking. I had spent two hours crafting those fucking show notes because you know I typically write them in Google Docs and then copy them from there into notepad and then just print them mm-hmm. why do i copy them to notepad instead of just printing them directly from google is because i like the font better hey, i don't want to that works i don't want to go through the, all the trouble of changing the fonts <laughs> in google docs okay? I, was, I was thinking it was more of like a formatting thing but definitely not all right hey whatever <laughs> i i had to go through and rewrite everything that i fucking wrote that sucks it was a lot of shit it was it, this. I'm looking at it right now. This has to be like, it was. It was about as long as this. Damn. And I didn't remind remember how much I wrote. 
But for those of you at home not seeing the piece of paper that I'm holding up, it's about 600, 700 words. It's a, it's a pretty thick page. Yeah. Like full page. It's a, it's a full page, dog. And single spaced. Yeah. Fuck. At home, just remember, save frequently. Yeah, control don't, S, Command S. Don't ever, ever let those fucking internet programs such as Google Docs or even Microsoft Word or LibreOffice or whatever you happen to be using, don't ever let them fool you with a false sense of security by letting them autosave for you frequently. Make sure you do it your fucking self. Yeah, because sometimes autosaves can fail too. Yeah. Yeah, if you ever have a corrupted autosave, you, it makes you want to shoot yourself. Oh, man, yeah. Because it's like, oh, no, I lost my save. Not, but hey, you know what? I got an autosave. Go to the autosave. This file can't open. And then it's just, you are so close to flipping that table like just in that moment. Just, are you, you really fucking, fucking kidding are. me? What's it's, the point of an autosave? <laughs> it's hellish. It's a nightmare. And maybe don't be as dumb as I was today. We, everyone will make that mistake multiple times in their life. It's one of those things that you just, it happens. Yeah, very true. Very true. Moving on. Moving on. So some time ago, I brought in a tale of thuggery and ratchet nonsense at Fanime. And one of the people who was there is a friend of mine from conventions and happens to listen to the show. And they approached me and said, Chet, I was at that party longer than you were. I got some things to tell you. Oh, shit. And I had them type up their experiences. So from the eyes of the listener, here is more of the tale of Fanime 2016, Night Zero. Day zero of the con, I show up and my hotel room situation is a fucking mess. I beg one of my friends to let me crash with him for the night until my original room gets their shit together. Thankfully, he does, so after we carry all my shit to his hotel, he tells me he's going to a party and that I'm welcome to join him or just crash in the room and rest. Of course, I go with him because I traveled pretty far for this con and I really wanted to see more people. The party's at another hotel, so we walk down the block to get there. Once we get there, I immediately recognize some faces I haven't seen in a while and some people I only knew about through mutual friends on social media. It's about midnight and pretty early as far as these types of party go. It's someone's birthday and I knew of him, but I hadn't actually met him. Before I get a chance to introduce myself, he's stripping naked and standing on the bed while another guy covers his genitals with the Bible. I haven't even said two words to the guy, and I'm already looking at his balls. I think we sang happy birthday to him, and then they started singing Bible hymns? It was a lot. And I think right after that happened is when Chet showed up, because I remember seeing him there. And this is when the birthday boy was getting the hand job and all that shit. There were a lot of people packed into this hotel room, so I was trying to talk and catch up with others to distract myself from the other shit that was going on. Now, I've learned my lesson not to go hard as fuck on day zero of cons because I've had that happen where I've hung over early in the weekend and it fucks up the whole con. So I'm not drinking much at this party. I'm relatively sober-ish compared to most of the people here. And at some point, I, midway, I realize drugs are happening here. One of my friends is rolling his ass off on a sofa trying to give me what I think was either Molly or E. I remember him telling... The same thing. One, although it's one basically is stronger the same. than yeah. the other, but 
Yeah. I remember him telling me, open your mouth so you can put the pill on my tongue. No, put it in my hand, I demanded of him. This exchange went back and forth for a bit, and finally he handed it over to me, and I put it in my coat pocket. I figure one less pill out there is one less person rolling their eyes off that I have to deal with. Fair enough. So... I'm mingling and talking with a few different people at the party. And at some point, I realized that I haven't seen my friend who I came with in a bit. So I asked around if anyone saw him. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's in the bathroom. So I wait for a bit. And after like 10 minutes, I'm knocking the door asking if he's okay. So he opens the door and he's doing lines of coke with another friend of mine. I'm looking at them like, yo, what the fuck? And then I notice a smell coming out of the bathroom. And it's not human waste or shit. It's something else. So I step into the bathroom and I look over at the tub and there's two or three naked bodies in the tub trying to fuck. And I just yell out, oh, hell not. I haul ass out of there, slam the door behind me and tell the people right outside of the bathroom, don't go in there. It smells like homeless shelter pussy. Holy shit. (laughs) So thankfully... Not long after that, the people who owned the hotel room started kicking people out because it was getting late. We made it back to the hotel room safely, and I didn't die. I also want to mention that the thing with the dick measuring contest did happen, but I don't think they had much success since some of the dudes had coke dick and couldn't get it up. Oh, shit. (laughs) I did see some of the people Denzel had mentioned in his story about people Snapchatting orgies or whatever including the homeboy in the suit saying it was lit. He was there in a suit saying it was lit. (laughs) All in all, it was a fucking ratchet ass anime con party. I didn't experience anything at that level the rest of the weekend. And I don't know if I should be thankful or disappointed, but at least it made for a good story. I I, want to interject a little bit. That's, that's the end of that tale. That was that was raucous. Oh my god, that was fucking raucous, dog. I, I I can confirm. I heard everything here spoken. I heard that also from another source. That is one hundred percent true. Hell yeah! But I'm gonna say I don't know if it's more ratchet or just maybe on the same level. But I did see someone OD that weekend. Holy shit! I don't know what they were on. I didn't know this person, but it was a young-ish looking girl. She couldn't have been over 22. And there were two dudes, like, carrying her into a bathtub because she was she was out. And that didn't look like I drank too much. This was some shit happened. Or some shit was about to happen. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. <let's>, Jeez. <laughs> no, they were, they were definitely hauling her off in a let's not call the ambulance not hey we're about to get some (laughs) oh fuck that's see this is when convention organizers get upset this is exactly why they get mad oh yeah because you have kids doing dumb shit and they can't handle themselves apparently word on the street was that there was a meth problem at this con like who the fuck goes to a con to do meth? Who would want to? That, For real? That doesn't even sound like a fun drug. No. <laughs> maybe maybe it's a generational thing. It could be. We skipped a generation or something. Yeah, they haven't been putting out all that shameless "don't be a meth head" propaganda like they used to. I guess not. 
when you when you used to watch movies in the mid '90s and the early 2000s, there were a lot of meth heads and a lot yeah. of things, especially on TV. Yeah, especially Law and Order. A oh, lot man, of fucking meth heads. No, one thing that I feel like never they didn't get across enough in propaganda with that is what it does to your teeth. Oh yeah, because meth mouth is bad. Yes, it is. It is some fucked up stuff, and that that's like one of the giveaways. If someone's got some real fucked up teeth, like that shit's been rotting away, like, ugh, ugh. Yeah. It's gross. Fucking A, dude. Don't fuck with meth. No, don't. I would say the hardest you can go, or you can go. I'm not your fucking parent. (laughs) The hardest you should go is probably somewhere around Molly, LSD, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Coke is, Coke is like a step between weed and, and Molly. It's I guess it's even in its own category because yeah. that's that's some next level shit if you can't handle it. Yeah, some people get hooked on that stuff real fast. Yeah. Although most people I know that have tried it said their first time was like nothing at all. Like they they didn't even feel it. And then it's their second and third time that's when they really started getting it. So, you know. Yeah. Be careful. Be be very careful because coke is Coke is some next level shit. I don't know if it's like how it was in when I was in high school, but when I was in high school, one of the big issues with people who did Coke was they were getting it from bad sources. Oh yeah. And they were getting fuck just whatever the fuck was in it. They were just getting that That's and they were still, fucking themselves up. That is definitely still a thing. I know in the UK they said most Coke is like less than 10% pure. Like it's less than 10% cocaine. It's just, baking powder and all this other shit. I used to work out at Kinko's back in the day and I worked graveyard and a lot of professors would come from UCSD when they had presentations to give and have posters printed out or whatever. And it was, it was a cool experience because you would get to talk to some really smart people. One night I had a professor come in from Stanford. He was initially from the UK, but emigrated here, married some American woman or something. And he was super drunk. He was incredibly (laughs) drunk. And he was like trying to smoke a cigarette in the store. He told me a story about when he did coke for the first time in the UK. And it was when he was a ute. He basically said that it was cut with meth. Oh, shit. And he was up for four days. Oh, gosh. And he, he was like, yeah, it was the worst experience of my life. Because it's not that I I had energy that entire time. I just couldn't get sleep that, oh, that entire sucks. time. Like I'm never doing meth ever. No, I'm not doing coke either. Because yeah, you no. can't really trust the people that you're getting no. it from. No, I mean, or you found a trustworthy drug dealer. I <laughs> mean, you can trust. I mean, for the most part, there there are two types of drug dealers that you can trust, right? People who sell weed for the most part, because weed is basically everywhere. Right? Yeah, that's if they're selling weed, they're probably just trying to make a little bit of extra money. It's not, it's not making as much money as it used to, so it's probably more safe than it was at one point. I would dare say so. And you can trust actual chemists. Yeah, <laughs> I had a friend of mine's older brother graduated with a degree in chemistry from one of the top universities in California. He started making Molly. Aha. He made Molly. He bought a house in the middle of some buttfuck nowhere town and started making Molly. And he would sell boats to anybody, not anybody who would buy it. But if you had a recommendation, 
And I believe a boat is between like 400 and 800 pills or something like that. <laughs> so right. he was making a shitload of money. Yeah. Just making ecstasy. And putting that chemistry degree to work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think he's stopped since then. He made, he made a lot of fucking money. I'd One guy so. that I knew was buying Molly from him fucking regularly. He would buy <laughs> boats of Molly, go to a rave or some festival that had low security. Yeah. And he'd be popping them out like 2 or $3 a pill. Damn. Because, I mean, you could, oh shit, not two or three dollars, excuse me, ten or fifteen dollars a pill. Because Damn. Two or three dollars a pill is what it is at cost. Right, right. And, or at cost. Yeah. Quote, unquote. Right. Because yeah. that's whatever they want to fucking charge you for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, it was an exciting time for him. Fuck he, uh, he stopped selling Molly because there's something called e-tarded. Where basically, if you do too much Molly, your sis, your brain stops producing chemicals naturally. Oh yeah, and he sold too much Molly to dependent. some of his friends. Oh, mm. and they came. I mean, they. It wasn't like, oh, I'm permanently fucked up. Like I'm, I'm, I've got some weird twitching disease. It was just like they weren't as happy as they used to be naturally. Yeah, that can definitely. Oh, I mean, it it is a huge hit of endorphins, and so if you're constantly supplying that. Your body just stops producing it as much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, we were all young. We were like yeah. maybe nineteen, twenty at the time. It was Everyone a wild time. Mistakes. Being young was fucking fun. I didn't. I didn't get into any dangerous shit like that because I'm boring and I don't want to go to prison. Yeah, you know that was a, a really big uh, factor for me. Was I don't want to get addicted to anything and I really don't want to go to jail. I don't need to fuck with that. Not at all. Not at all. None of it sounds fun. That's one of the reasons why I don't fight anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at least, at the very least, I don't throw the first punch. Yeah. I haven't gotten into a fight since I was like in middle school. You don't seem like the kind of guy that people are going to like try and throw the first blow. Unless yeah. someone's got some hardcore little man syndrome going on. Oh, yeah, that's that's what happened at that CVS that I almost got into a oh, fight at. God, you never told that story on here. No, I told it on the dick show, though. Oh, okay. Fair yeah, enough. more to sum it up, somebody opened up a new lane at a CVS. I got into the new lane, and some little fucking guy who worked out, the short white guy, comes up and he says, Hey, you're cutting. I was just like, Suck my dick. Suck my dick. I don't. And look, I'm not normally an angry dude like that. It's just that I hate when people press me over dumb things. That is something as minor petty. as that. And long story even shorter, he gets checked out. I get checked out. And then he's he he's outside longer than I am. He's probably outside five or so minutes longer than I am. And. By the time I get outside, he's still at his car waiting for me. And I'm just like, dog, like he's he's trying to goad me into fighting him. But what he doesn't understand is that it gives me wood with splinters to just talk shit to people until they are just seething. <laughs> and I don't really do this anymore. I used to do it a lot on the internet and then it became like the popular thing to do. Yeah. Because I'm a hipster, I'm an internet hipster, and I hate doing things that are popular. I just just kept going with him, kept going and going, until the manager that actually had to come down and check me out came out and said, 
Is everything cool? And as soon as he saw her coming out, he hopped in his car and drove the fuck away. Yeah. Talking cash shit. Yeah. Wasn't ready. If you're you're not going to fight somebody, like, I'm willing to fight somebody. I don't really care if I get beat up as long as, like, the grill is intact. Yeah. But it's if you if you're really gonna try to fight somebody like I'm I'm six four and three hundred and thirty pounds something like that three hundred and forty pounds somewhere around there all I got to do is like trip you up and then sit on you dog <laughs> it's not it's not rocket science and like yeah like I can I can probably take a hit I've been told multiple times that getting punched in the face isn't as bad as it may seem. Just clench your jaw. Just, just clench your jaw and don't let them catch you by surprise. Yeah. That's really about it. And all I got to do is just sit on somebody, dog. Yeah. That's you it. got this easy. Nah, that, that fucking tail. Yeah, man. I don't. <sighs> I, I, it's not that I try not to fight. I just don't. <laughs> yeah. No. I feel you. Whatever. I, and if I. It's not like I'm going to go to jail for talking shit. No. And it's not illegal to say things to people. No. I mean, the worst it's going to be is harassment, but you have to do something repeatedly and you have to, like, follow people. That's what's going to get you landing in jail. So you have to really go out of your way talking shit to one person or, like, standing on a corner harassing everyone who walks by. Yeah. Anything yeah. short of that is like, okay, he's just being a dick, whatever. Exactly. Earlier in the show, I had mentioned that I had asked the Dick Show subreddit for dating advice. And yeah, that's it's an interesting thread. You should pop over and check it out. It's titled, All right, let's have it. Give me your dating advice. Oh. So I like it. I One of the things that I have to explain, I have to preface this statement with, is that I have, I have free time, right? I don't have a shitload of free time, but I do have free time. And one of the ways that I like to get out of the house is go try new things. Yeah. That's how I learned I loved table tennis. I went and I tried a new thing. I like to go play basketball in my free time. And the new thing that I like to do with my free time is date until I get skinny. Right. And like try to, you know, I, I've got time. I've got time. Yeah. One of the, one of the things that I also need to explain is that I don't necessarily have any expectations for dating. I just go out and I see what happens because I'm not actually really looking for somebody to have sex with or somebody to really connect with. You know what I'm saying? I'm just mm-hmm. going out, having a good time. As long as I'm not having a bad time, I suppose it's a good time. There you go. And a lot of the advice is on point. These are these are lessons that I can carry with me down the line when I actually am skinny. And I can get better dating options as a result of being skinny. As a side note, I got some advice from somebody that was essentially like, move out of San Diego. And you'll probably have, have a better, better time dating. There, there are definitely ways and that's in that is definitely valid in some ways but that's also you know that's that's a tad unrealistic (laughs) it's it's asking a lot dude it's asking a lot it's move out of san diego you'll find somebody nice and it's okay like i i understand where you're coming from go to detroit their standards are lower (laughs) (laughs) yeah great thanks yeah yeah 
Yeah, that's that's basically that's basically what the advice amounted to. The thread that's on the Dick Show subreddit is actually pretty helpful. There's a lot of really helpful advice there, such as I'm too passive on dates, which is fair because I I honestly don't have a ton of expectations uh, yeah. when I, when I go, so yeah. I just kind of let shit happen. If if like for instance the story that I told about getting cucked on a date on the Dick Show. You should listen to it. I told this story, and part of the reason that happened was because I didn't really care. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I was just chilling. It was a nice time. Took a nice lady out. Well, semi nice lady out. Mm. Kind okay lady out. Maybe decently <laughs> decent okay. <laughs> kind of kind of a bad person. She was out. a person. Yeah. She she existed in this realm. There you go. And, I took that lady out. We go. We went to go do some stuff. There was an event that I wanted to go to. It was nice to have a date at that event. Okay. And that's really about it. All and right. this guy that I knew from high school, I like him more than I liked her. Okay. So he started hitting on her. I warned him, like, lightly. Like, hey, man, that's my date. Ha, 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 ha. He persisted. And at a separate junction, he ended up getting her number from her. And that was that was it for me. I was just <laughs> like, that's a wrap. <laughs> that's that's just straight disrespect right there. Damn. And may I ask, is this a certain friend of ours that uh, is heavily muscled? Oh no 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 no. Okay, because no, 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 no. I could totally no, no, see no, him no. doing that. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He doesn't talk enough to do that. Oh yeah, there is. This that. is this is this dude named Pablo that I went to high school with. He's like a soccer player. He's in great shape. Gotcha. He's very handsome. Gotcha. His brother is also very handsome. And yeah. it was just like, this is the worst possible time for this. And he was ex- extremely drunk. And you're probably listening to this saying like, why did you exclude these portions from the story? It's because it makes for a better story. And also that sounds like an excuse. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I say like, ah, I don't really care, but it's post getting cucked on a date. Yeah. It's like, well, this guy's full of shit. <laughs> you understand as a listener why I wouldn't say anything about it. Because the immediate reaction is, well, he got cucked on a date. So, of course, he's he's going to say he didn't care. But it's like... <laughs> Yo, man, this is going to sound real fucked up. What you got? And I don't want to give myself the wild dick flute solo, Uh as Jesus and Mero would say. But I can do better. All right, there you go. (laughs) I can do better. There's nothing wrong with that. It's and as you said, she's a person that existed on this plane. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And after after the first time they reciprocated flirting, I just kind of said. Well, this is over. Like, from the jump, it was over. Yeah. Actually, the first warning sign that I should have noticed was, like, she asked me if I had eaten when I went and picked her up. I was like, ah, we're not going to dinner. Uh, We're not going to dinner, dog. Yeah. If you read the invite, if you read the Facebook invite, you would know we're not going to dinner. They had food there, but it's like, "Mm, we're not. All that aside, even with it sounding like an excuse, I... And basically biding my time, getting some practice in before the real game starts. If any of you have ever played sports or anything competitive, you know how important practice is. And that's what I'm doing. I'm getting practice in. These are my practice reps before I actually have to go out and do something meaningful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anytime you hear of like a divorce, a divorcee trying to get back into the dating pool, and you're like, oh, I haven't done this in years. Well, it's because your marriage was stale and you didn't go on any dates. But, you know, you got to just get back into the swing of things, like talking to new people. And yeah. going, Putting yourself out there. Putting yourself out there sucks. 
I personally, I enjoy it. I, I enjoy meeting new people. I'm a bit introverted, but not, I... Not the act of going out and seeking, like, not, not being, not keeping an eye out. That's not a problem. But if you're actively trying to get with someone and, you know, you're buying someone a drink and you try and talk to them and they got to be interesting, you've got to be interesting, all that... That song and dance gets real old. Yeah, that that part is that part is a bit tiresome. Yeah, it's grating. Yeah, to say the least. I'm not gonna sit out here and say that I go on a shitload of dates because that is my major obstacle as of right now. It's not my inability to talk to women. It's my ability to actively court women in or trick women. I guess is better. <laughs> Way to phrase that trick women into coming out onto dates with me that was, via the internet. That was always the issue I had when I was single. Whenever I would talk with single women as a single man, they the assumption was that I was trying to hit on them. Sometimes that was true, sometimes I wasn't. But when I ended up what ended up happening was that I had more success with women who were in relationships because they had less they were less guarded because they're like, okay, well he knows I have a boyfriend. He, he couldn't possibly be hitting on me. And then I would take them out or, you know, we would go out and do group things. And then they're like, wow, Chet's a cool guy. And then suddenly I'm smashing while they've got a boyfriend. And, you know, it's... <laughs> Mr. Sue, girl with those luscious locks. It happens, baby. God damn. Watch the fuck out. Damn, Chet. No one's girls soup around me. <laughs> I, I will very gladly say that I stole my current girlfriend. Oh, I stole her hard because fuck that guy. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, and she lives 1,600 miles away or something like that. Something like that. Maybe 800 miles, 800 miles away. Is it 800? It's some, no. It's I don't know, here. whatever. It's, She's. It's it's not close. Two whole states away. Yes. Or, mm, yeah, yeah considering the average size of a state because California is not the average size of a state. No, yeah. Plus, and, it's the opposite ends of said states. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Dating is next level shit. And one of the things that I came across, one of the first suggestions that was given to me was the red pill. Oh, no. TRP. Are you familiar with TRP? I, I know some of, the, uh, some of the tenants involved. Explain to me in your mind what the red pill is. Okay, so my, my experience with red, the red pill and red pillars, the red pill being a reference to the matrix. You know, you take the blue pill to stay asleep or... Take the red pill to wake up, sheeple. Stay woke, motherfuckers. Open your third eye. <laughs> so it's basically men who are aware of the game and try and like basically take themselves out of the game by being more aware of what's going on. And it's like, oh, women have all these advantages in dating and in sex and things like that. And it's a bunch of meninist shit and all that. So if it's something different, please. You know, you're pretty you're pretty spot on. As far as I can tell, and this is something that I learned today and yesterday after this was recommended to me. It makes for some interesting reading because a lot of it's fucking depraved. Oh yeah. But what one of the things I find most interesting about reading that stuff is that you can see where their logic comes from. It's misguided, but if you weren't aware of a lot of the, if you came in 
having woken up yesterday after a thousand year coma and you read this, you'd be like, wow, this all makes perfect sense. If you're familiar with that line of logic that they have, it's the same way that racists say like all black people are bad or all Jews are bad or all Asians are bad or whatever, because they have a few select experiences with women that go poorly and they read some stuff in the news where some guy is getting railed financially by his divorce thanks to California law or whatever. These guys take it as gospel. So to kind of go into red pilling for you people listening. So based on what I could find out last night and most of today, red pilling is kind of an offshoot of pickup artistry. When I say pickup artists, I it's they're artists in the same way that the sandwich makers at Subway are sandwich artists. It's kind of just a name. Yeah. There's not really an art to it. It's just kind of mathematically produced results. It's You have a formula. You stick to that formula. And then if you don't get results, you don't get results. And it's, it's a mix of men's rights activism and pickup artistry. An MRA is essentially a, a person who advocates for the rights of men. And that includes things such as it's like child laws a lot of family law kind of stuff family law divorce hearings male rape victims men victim male victims of domestic abuse yep male genital mutilation aka circumcision people who are upset about being circumcised as babies and saying like you shouldn't be doing this to babies i don't really see the point in it anymore but that's me (laughs) like i don't either but being a grown-ass adult and being upset about it because of all the sex that you're missing out on like look look (laughs) you are a grown fucking man you if you are a men's rights activist I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you're probably not having that much sex anyway. Doesn't seem likely. And it's there. Look, and I don't mean to disparage men's rights activists because I'm sure they're decent people. And I'm, I've talked to a few of them online. I understand why people would be upset about it because apparently it reduces the sensitivity of the penis. So you don't enjoy sex as much. That's kind of the reason why the like Catholic it's, church started pushing it like because way back sex is so dope yeah because first it was a cleanliness thing which was like it makes sense yeah okay sure you didn't bathe back then makes sense <laughs> but then they realized oh hey the head's the most sensitive part if you expose it to more air and it, you can desensitize it so you're telling me that these men who got circumcisions could feel the cold breeze blowing on the tip of their dick and they missed the skin, the flesh turtleneck that was protecting the tip of their dick. Yeah, that's it exactly. Jesus. Well, either way, yeah, beyond whatever. beyond that, I don't I don't <clears throat> see a problem with people advocating for the rights of men. Sure, there aren't a ton of issues that affect men in that manner. So it's like there's well, only there's only a few things where men do get shafted, but they are real things. Yeah, yeah, like the problems. The problems that they're advocating for are actual problems. Right. And not to disparage American feminism, 
But I feel like men's rights activism or meninism or anything come out of the manosphere, which happens to be a real thing. That oh, sounds that sounds like something that would have been made up on the man show. It really does. Welcome to the manosphere. Hello. And it's just like tits floating around and beer flowing everywhere. Yeah. I I can understand where they're coming from yeah. because the whole men as rape victims and men suffering from domestic violence and not having access to shelters yeah. is that's a part that's a big problem. Yes. That's not that's not something minor where you can sweep it under the rug. Well, there aren't that many of them, so fuck them. It's not it's not something like that. Those are actual issues. Yes. Men getting shafted specifically in California in divorce courts or in family court hearings in California is also a big problem and other states where that applies. Those aren't minor issues. And I don't mind that people are advocating on behalf of those issues. Of but circumcision is like, is it really that big of a deal? Like, uh, I, I've, I've come across people who prefer circumcised dicks anyway. So, I mean, everyone's got their choice. Right. Uh, <laughs> everyone's got preferences. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't mean to be hung up on that sort of thing, but it's like, come, come on. on. <laughs> come on. That's a, of, of everything else that you're advocating for. This seems like the most minor. <laughs> yeah. They are decent folks, I suppose. They're just advocating for actual problems. Sure. Now, pickup artists, on the other hand. <laughs> and they're kind of shitty. <laughs> I started reading books in preparation for something like this like two, three weeks ago, and I've shot through about three. I'm not necessarily reading them so much as I am skimming them. Sure. There are a few that offer really solid advice. Same with forum posts. Same with same with everything else, right? At, after a certain point, the pickup artist stuff flies off the fucking rails oh, yeah it flies right the fuck off the rails because when you look at it it starts out as advice for young men who may be a little bit despondent and who are looking for a way to meet and talk to women and be more sociable and learn how the proper ways to speak to women i don't have those sorts of problems though no it's odd to look at something that doesn't apply to you at all and try to take it as seriously as possible in yeah. a, completely in earnest. Because when I'm reading this stuff, half of it is really good. Half of it, it's like, hey, this is somebody out there is going to read this and take this shit to heart and be able to change their life with it yeah. for the better. They'll become more social people. They will be able to form relationships better. They'll be more emotionally intelligent. Which is great. Yeah. And then, I don't know what year it was, it just slid right the fuck <laughs> off the rails. Because people started introducing systems to yeah. it. And you different tactics. Yeah. Like, hold eye contact with a woman and don't break. If she looks away, you can blink. But when she looks back at you, hold that eye contact. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. And... Make sure that you're keynoing and sex dialing properly, oh, which boy. is which are different terms for like making physical contact with a woman, right? You just you want to make sure you're touching her, but don't do it in a creepy way. But sex dialing is more of like a creepy thing to do because <laughs> keynoing apparently is just when you're touching them, like making small contact, touching them on the shoulder, like rubbing their back or something. How is this a term? I don't fucking know. There's it's so it's so all over the fucking place. 
because so weird. they have their own terms. And when we get to red pill, and trust me, it gets way fucking weirder. Oh, I'm sure of it. So there's the sex dialing and the keynoting that you can do. There's a, there's also something here called qualification, which is essentially, from what I can tell, causing conflict in a conversation for no fucking reason. Oh, my friends do that to me all the time. It's so fucking weird. So if you're talking to a woman and you're, the conversation's going great and you agree on a lot of things, you intentionally start saying, if she likes something, you say, well, I don't like that that much. Well, that's not really that good. And even even if you don't like it, you just do it. Right. And it's like, yo, I didn't realize having things in common was so bad. And the explanation for it was, oh, agreeing all the time is boring. Spice up the conversation. I can, I can see where they're getting at with that. But I, I feel like if you do it correctly, if you do it earnestly, it's probably fine. Yeah. But if you fuck it up in the slightest, it's going to come across as like, what the fuck's this guy's problem? Right. Right. Like, oh, I love kittens. Uh, kittens aren't that great. I mean, I guess you could say, well, I'm more of a dog guy myself. You yeah. Know, something like that. So it's minor. But yeah, if you said, well, you know, one time I threw a bag of kittens into the river because you don't fuck kittens. Yeah. It's not. Luckily, it's not. Advo- or what I saw wasn't advocating for that sort of thing. And <laughs> it's good. it's mild. It's like mild stuff. Yeah. Right. And it's it's a lot of it. It's not terrifyingly bad. The red pilling stuff is. But the pickup artistry is is really fucking weird because once you get to a certain point, you get onto these forums where you have these pseudo intellectuals going back and forth about pickup artist theory and shit like that, like how to properly neg women, which negs are more appropriate. For those of you listening at home, negging is basically saying negative things to a girl in order to get her to like you more or it's something like really that. really strange. Like, it has to do with lowering their self-esteem and making them more vulnerable, basically. Exactly, exactly. Like, oh, I like your shoes. They would look a lot better in red. Yeah, it's like, like that's, that's actually like a proper form of it where it's like it is a negative thing, but it's not some horrendous shit. Yeah. As opposed to like, oh, that dress would look great on a someone who was actually attractive. Yeah. The people people always take it too far. Always. And when they take it too far, especially once you get pseudo intellectuals involved, people trying to break down theorems on pickup artistry. And it makes me wonder so much how much fucking success these guys are having that they think they can hypothesize about better techniques. Because what what scale of success are they having? And Be- if if they are having success. What do they look like? What car do they drive? Like, we need other factors here. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're just some frumpy I mean, dude who's having all, who's crushing it, then it's like, okay, clearly you're onto something, despite being a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> no, this isn't the sociopathic shit yet. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm scared. The success that I want to know about is how many women a week, how many women a night, how are you meeting these women? And what is your game on lock? Or literally are you just playing the numbers and talking yeah. to every single woman you see? Yeah, I think that's a large part of it. Because, yeah, if you talk to 100 women in a week and you strike out with three of them, like that's just banged three women a week. But you also got turned down 97 times and you're winning through attrition. Yeah, exactly. Getting pussy through attrition. 
It's the worst. Yeah, not not a fan of that tactic. The red pill shit I was looking at looks to me like a bunch of deeply insecure men who tried to experience pickup artistry or the art of seduction or whatever the fuck it was called at the time and just had no success. The red pill, much like pickup artistry, has really great gems around it, like sprinkled throughout it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know how sometimes you go to a restaurant and you order a dish with like shrimp in it and you're looking for the shrimp? They're like two or three pieces of shrimp in a plate that's 12 inches in diameter. (laughs) That's what it's like on specifically the subreddit, the red pill. I did some extracurricular reading outside of that as well, but... A lot of it's got really great tips on how to build confidence and things like that. Mm-hmm. And what kind of things you should do in order to be more social. But this one's got a kind of a twist on it. Where okay. it's legit the He-Man Woman Haters Club. Oh boy. It's women are trash. Women are filth. Women are good for nothing but pussy. Like things like that. Just repugnant shit. And you can see where it develops from. Oh, I got cheated on two years ago and she took yeah. all my money. Or yeah. my friends got divorced and she took the kid and moved states. Or like it's shit like that. Things that some of these people haven't even experienced are informing their opinions on women. And one thing that I saw that fucking blew my mind was just like, treat women like children. Women are stupid, just like kids. What the fuck is going on in your life to lead you to this conclusion? The reason why I say the red pill is a mix of pickup artistry and the MRA mindset is because they're looking at MRA and taking all of the negative examples of women that come from that and combining it with how to have sex with these women that they loathe so much. And I'm not going to sit here in front and say like every person on that board is like that. But it's there are a lot of people who just have some fucking crazy ideas on there. That's fucked up. It's super surprising. <laughs> and like I'm not gonna fucking shit on the guys who recommended it to me because it was kind of them to do so. And I can understand where they're coming from. I take no time in explaining myself, typically. When I when I post something on the internet, my goal is to leave whoever's reading it with the assumption that I know nothing of what they're about to tell me. I could go into a long in-depth explanation as far as like why i'm doing this or whatever but i don't fucking care you give me whatever the fuck you've got right and i will read it yeah you'll curate it yourself you don't need to filter this before it even comes exactly exactly just tell me whatever the fuck you want when i'm reading reading this board and some of these guys that had directed it to me did warn me of the crazy shit that was on the board this differs from the the political version of the red pill where you kind of look at the world more cynically and look at everything generally negatively right and or anything involving women like Mm -hmm. that right this is how to have sex with women while you hate them it's so fucked up (laughs) it is fucking insane man I, i will i will say a large reason why I 
got laid and why I have a girlfriend is because I respect women and treat them like adults. Right. <laughs> like right. that's one of the most effective tactics that I can tell you to do. Some of the some of the stories that I read are I get, I don't even know what to say about half of them <laughs> yeah. because they're it's it's interesting reading to say the least. This is me speaking from a place of privilege. This is one of the only times you will ever hear me say something like that. <laughs> I am so amped that I'm not a woman and I'm reading that shit. Oh, man. Could you imagine? That shit is disgusting. That That shit is... As disgusted as we are, there's not not a layer of fear involved in this. No, not at all. Oh, man. And one of the guys who had recommended it to me on the dick show board was basically like, anybody who isn't a sociopath has moved away from the board. They get what they come to look for, which is how to build confidence, how to become a better person, and they get out of there. Yeah. Because it's fucking crazy. Same with all the seduction boards. It's to varying degrees, of course. Of course, yeah. It's and they have this weird cultish mindset. There are a few people who have posited theories on the board about creating their own religion where they themselves are the deity and they worship themselves as like the resident alpha male or something like that. That's fucking weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I I get the concept where it's really it's an extremely narcissistic. Actually, the whole the whole concept of this red pill thing is very narcissistic. That it it's a sense of entitlement. Yeah, that you should be getting laid, and the only reason why you're not is because everyone's trash. It's also very narcissistic in that a lot of the people say that the result of you becoming a better person should be that you feel like women should be thankful to be having sex with you. Thankful that you're spending time with them. And it's not like a two-way street because if she does anything that you don't like at any point, you tell her to leave. Oh my God. You know what I mean? If And one of the things that they constantly talk about on there is the frame. Where you contextualize everything from your point of view. And you make sure that everything stays within that frame. If something steps out of that frame, then you correct it or you leave. That's... It's... I think that the red pill is basically the pickup artist community that basically abandoned itself because the name was dragged through the dirt because of similar sociopaths that were hanging <laughs> yeah. out with them. And, of course, I'm being hyperbolic when I call them sociopaths. They're definitely scumbags, though. I don't know. Some of the some of the tenets involved in pickup artistry is definitely deeply rooted in sociopathy. Like The total lack of empathy that is required to do some of the things to be an effective pickup artist... That's just weird, man. I don't know. Yeah. And look, I'm not I'm not out here. My goal is never to become a pickup artist ever. It was to kind of read what people had been saying were the positive things about pickup artistry. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some some things involved. I actually had watched some some video tutorials on pickup artistry like when it was as far as I know first becoming a thing. And I did incorporate some of that into my day-to-day stuff, but not always necessarily trying to get laid, not necessarily to well, strangers. Because some self-help of self-help book, yeah. it's, or the game is right, right. Is, that's a self-help book where 
it teaches you how to be a better person. A lot of it teaches you how to be a better person. There's some sketchy shit in there, but (laughs) I mean, you're not, you're not a God amongst men. You're not the, one of the things that I noticed, and this is something, if you keep your fucking eye out for this, you'll notice this dudes who read a lot of this pickup artist shit and try to like posture themselves in a specific way, take up as much room as possible. So they are more alpha than everybody else because of course they get more room because they're the bigger man. And it's like, dog, no, don't, don't do this. Don't do any of this. What the fuck? Yeah. Fall back sometimes, man. Yeah. It's, it's really fucked up, especially like the religion, the religious sort of aspect of it where dudes are, they have their own version of like Satan, I guess. It's not like a woman or anything, but it's, it's used as like a motivator in a similar way that Satan is used in the Bible to motivate gotcha. people to do the right thing, like live a sin-free life or whatever. Yeah. Their version of Satan is called like chad thundercock or something like that <laughs> oh chatty thundercock it's 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 a funny name yeah but basically the whole the whole point of chad is to remind you to keep working on yourself because he's out there texting your bitch right now <laughs> and he's gonna fuck her that's me yeah. i'm chattiest <laughs> be afraid he's it's really it's kind of an interesting community it's an interesting community because they're some I'm sure there are people who used to do it, used to be way into it, who have now left that may or may not be listening to the show. But it's if you have any stories about being a pickup artist or a red pillar, please call in at four one three Savage One. We'll take your call for sure. And another thing that I need to get off my chest because this is this this shit in itself pisses me off so much when people talk about confidence ambiguously confidence is being used interchangeably with things that don't necessarily mean confidence things that at least in my mind don't equate to confidence when somebody says be confident like i don't have any confidence issues right like what i'm not self-conscious about really anything outside of like my body when i take off my shirt but i wear clothes all the time even when i'm in the shower i'm never nude (laughs) dozens of us shout out to tobias funke um when somebody says, like, I'm being too passive, I understand that. Yeah. When somebody says, be more confident, I don't get that. Because that's basically, to me, after reading all the shit that I've read in the last two days, it's a catch-all phrase that essentially means nothing. It's be more confident. Girls like confidence. Be more confident. Well, I know, I know how to be confident in myself and kind of play the wild dick flute solo for me. There you go. But that's bordering if not is arrogant i would say that what they mean is try to be the alpha like really you know put yourself out there which at times borders on being an asshole but if done well it'll be it'll present itself in a positive light there was this one time i was in uh in miami and i i had just turned 21 and through pure happenstance i just ended up having a lot of money for a little bit uh so we were gonna go to a nightclub and just hey let's let's do it up we're in miami let's you know i i was young so my brother and i went out and we ended up meeting some girls and they were going to this other nightclub and you know we met with some other people and one of the promoters for the club was this big white guy 
And this dude was probably the perfect storm of being an asshole and being confident. Because what he would do is just go for it. Like we were waiting to cross the street to uh, to get to the limo. And traffic wasn't letting up except, or rather, we, we, we were waiting to cross the street to get to the limo. And traffic was light, but not enough so that we could just jaywalk. So my man just walks out in the middle of the street, puts his hand up in front of the car because it's well lit. And the car just stops. What are they going to do? Hit him? And we're like, okay, fuck it. Let's cross. So we all cross. And we get to the club and everyone's dancing and doing their thing. And there are these two ugly girls in the corner that weren't having a good time. So your man just goes up to them. He starts dancing with them. He invites them over to our table. He's not interested in these women, but he's interested in having them have a good time. And it it didn't matter if anyone was looking at him dancing with these ugly girls. Because... They're having a good time now. His mission was accomplished. I'm sure he pulled some nine, some dime, took her home. But in that moment, he made them special because he didn't give a fuck. I, I think there's a bit of that that they're saying for you to do. Just go for it, you know? Okay, so I understand just going for it. Yeah. And I understand the story that you told 100%. What needs to be explained when they say be confident is a story like that. Because saying be confident (laughs) literally is just saying be confident. And it's like, well, I can. And what do you think I'm doing by following all of your shitty advice? (laughs) So, I mean, going to a bar and reading a book alone is... That sounds like a dumb idea, but I'm going to do it anyway. Give it a shot. Because why the fuck not? What else do I have to do with my time? (laughs) You know, and it's like... I, I don't know. Maybe I think about things in a weird way. Uh, I would kind of say maybe a roundabout way. But that somebody, a lot of the advice that I saw, like, I'm very thankful that I don't have any of those problems. Oh. Because, or not not from the Dick Show subreddit, but oh, oh. from the pickup artist and, oh, yeah. and the red pill and shit. Because if it doesn't work as... A pickup artist, I think you go red pill. Right. And if it doesn't work as a red pill, you go to MGTOW. Have you heard about MGTOW? I don't know MGTOW. It's men going their own way. Uh-huh. Now, when I said that the red pill was the He-Man Woman Haters Club, this that's like the junior version. <laughs> MGTOW is legit the He-Man Woman Haters Club. You listen, there are YouTube pundits, and I did oh the, I did part of this research today. There are YouTube pundits that constantly go on YouTube and just harp about how evil women are, just based on stories that they've heard. And this is, and I don't use this word lightly. I do not use this word lightly. A lot of it is actually misogynist. Oh, I'm sure of it. It's not casual misogyny, right. which is something that doesn't exist, but it's... <laughs> actually very misogynistic and it's crazy to listen to people who have these ideas these people who are saying that women will bring nothing but despair and harm to your life and will drive you crazy it's and i couldn't even imagine how weak of a psyche that person would have to have in order to be able to say something like that in earnest What the fuck happened to you in your life to make you say some shit like that? Has every woman you've ever known been fucking awful? 
It has to be. I don't I, every, every single woman yeah. would have to be terrible to you. This isn't a situation where it's like being racist and you run into black people very rarely. Right. So you've met three black people in your life and all three of those experiences have been horrible. We're talking about 50% of the population. Yeah. So when you go to a gas station and the gas station attendant is a woman, she would have to be a bitch to you. When you well, go to the grocery store and somebody's helping you find groceries, they would have to be a shitter to you. It would have to be. It would have to be so many instances of people being a piece of shit to you. You see, the problem is you're applying logic to this. Oh, touche. <laughs> These are people. I'm sure you don't get to that point out of nowhere. Like something definitely would have to happen. But once you've reached that point and you see the gas station attendant, your mind instantly goes, "Oh." What is what would she rob me of if I were to if I were to marry this woman? How badly would she fuck my life up? Yeah, fair enough. How many people has she destroyed with her vagina, her cavern of lies? (laughs) And I'm not I'm not sitting here trying to disparage anybody who's ever who's ever faced any hardship in life because that's not that's not what I want to do. That should happen. And I. I can understand where problems occur. I only ask that you don't generalize entire fucking groups of people in order to, A, make yourself look at least a little bit empathetic and a little smart, (laughs) but B, so you can enjoy life more without being horribly paranoid about everybody that you've ever had a bad experience with and their group. Yeah. Because that paranoia will fucking destroy you. Yeah, if you spend... Anybody who spends that much energy on negativity, it's just... It makes no sense to me. Being mad is tiring, you know? Yeah, it is. To summarize how you build confidence, you have to go out, accomplish something that you can be proud of. Like go run a 5K, go run a marathon, get in shape, lose a bunch of weight, build something... Do read, finish a bunch of books, even setting small goals, set small goals, small achievable goals. You'll slowly build up your confidence that way. You can be, uh, you can rely on yourself more and trust yourself more once you've accomplished more things with your time and your life rather than just sitting on the computer shit posting. And I can understand where that would come from. And if any of you guys from the Dick Show are listening, uh, the subreddit the subreddit thing has definitely helped me out, the, the post that I made. Because it's definitely all things that I can categorize as useful, funny, or things that I'm not going to apply. Mm-hmm. And I'm very glad that there are smart people out there who can give good advice. And even the funny people out there who yeah. give funny advice. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate any advice that anybody's ever given me. And as far as confidence goes, you got to believe in yourself. It is you a huge thing. Got to believe in yourself. In anything you do in life. I'm going to say that one thing with confidence that helps me out. In most things that you're trying to do, like say you have stage fright. You want to succeed. The audience wants you to succeed. If you want to ask a girl out and you think that she might like you. She wants you to ask her out, you know, most times a lot of fear that hinders confidence is based around 
the fear of failure, well, you're going to have people backing you up. Most people want you to succeed. You've got friends and coworkers, etc. They want you to do well and take that to heart. And a lot of other things just aren't that hard. You may be building it up in your mind, but it's actually not that difficult. You've done it a thousand times or you can do it and you just aren't believing yourself. Just give it a shot. One of the things that I really agree with out of the PUA school of thought is accepting rejection. Yeah. But I feel like that should be phrased differently. It should say accepting failure because people fail every day. And this is advice that doesn't necessarily even apply to dating or it doesn't only apply to dating. When you set a goal for yourself and you fail to meet that goal, that's failure. You just have to learn how to be able to rebound and not let it bother you so much. Yeah. There are a lot of things in life that that can go wrong and you have to make sure you maintain a positive attitude at the end of the day you're all you've got and you don't want to be a shitty person to be around for yourself yeah so that's really that's the end of my advice you got anything else chet no no accepting failure is a big thing yeah do that voicemails oh shit denzel chet this is cody from okc you guys back again. I just wanted to know what y'all thought of Kendrick's new song, The Heart Part 4. That shit was lit. One, two, three, four, five. I am the greatest rapper alive. Tell me what you think. I haven't heard it. That's just a hot banger. It's one of the greatest rap returns that I've heard in a very long time. Kendrick is legitimately the best rapper out now. Especially if he's trying to talk cash shit on someone. Oh, baby. Oh, I still play that control verse. Oh, yeah. Go look up Big Sean's control. Excuse me, Kendrick Lamar's control. <laughs> because it's Big Sean's song. He got body on it and he wouldn't put it on his own album because he's wild buns, dog. He's a big puss. He's scared. So Denzel, I have a pickup line. I promise it works 10 out of 10 times. It, it's flawless, but you, you have to make sure you're doing it right. So the first thing is you have to approach a girl. She has to be alone. If she's with her friends, it's not going to work. If she's around other people, it's not going to work. You need to make sure she's alone. You know, you're like a cheetah um, trying to get you know, the stray from the hurt and go up to her. And he said, hey, lady, you're really beautiful. I just want you to know, I have a gun. So if you don't get in the car, spread your legs, and shut your mouth, I will kill you. Jesus every Christ. Time, every time it works. Jesus Christ. 100% of the time. That went somewhere. Holy it went, shit. It went into his car. Oh, jeez. It went to prison. Oh, man. More than Oh, welcome back. Now, I heard you said you weren't in bed naked enough to drink the PBR. But, Chet, this it's a state of your heart. <laughs> if your heart calls you to the drinking of the PBR, your inner redneck, no matter what skin tone, you shall go and drink it. The PBR. 
never mind you that PBR is a shitty fucking bear. <laughs> Tastes like a goddamn donkey. Tea bag, a fucking bowl of, God, corn mash that ain't been made into whiskey yet. Fucking nasty. But it is pretty cheap. Of course, I ain't one to cast stones. Because in the glass house that I live in, we drink Natty Light, which is, you know, it's fucking nasty. But here's the thing about Natty Light now. You can drink about goddamn copious. You can drink a. You, you can drink goddamn Olympic-sized swimming pool of it and wake up the next day and you won't have a thing over Now that's what I talk about progress. And it's cheap as shit. So, there's that. Update about the watermelon. Uh, newsflash. Ain't fucking watermelon season yet. Watermelon's ain't growing and does grow until about in July. So, we shall say, I ain't forgot about it. Denzel, appreciate you. Chet, appreciate you. Y'all have a good. Bye. All right. Well, thank you, Willard T. Gay. We appreciate you. Yeah, you know. I've just never been in the right mindset for a PBR. I've never been, you know, sitting on the porch, staring out of my plantation during the sunset, watching my slaves go to work. (laughs) (laughs) We're all out of mint juleps, so I got to crack open a PBR. (laughs) Hello, Denzel. This is Murray from accounting. The monochrome laser printer on my floor doesn't seem to be printing anything in color. I think (laughs) someone has stolen its IP address. That's what my granddaughter told me. She's a real wizard of computers, if you know what I mean. She types all fancy, using all of her fingers, not just her index ones, like Grandpa. Oh, it seems like just yesterday I was holding her in my arms, playing Drop the Baby. Time (laughs) really flies when you get to be my age. Oh... Regina started knitting classes, and she made a nice blanket for you and Agnes. You two should come over for dinner time again, George. We can tell all all of our favorite war stories, like the one where, <laughs> like the one where Jimmy, Jimmy got, b- Jimmy, oh Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. <laughs> oh. oh, shit. I think uh, I think he forgot who he was calling there. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, my old coworkers are dumb. So I understand. It happens yeah. to the best of us. <laughs> hey, Denzel and Chet. It's your friend Bob. Uh, question, Denzel. When you went to the live taping of the biggest problem show, I'm assuming that was because you were a fan of Maddox beforehand, right? And also, what was Maddox like off camera and off mic, like when you were on the show that one time? All right. Thanks, guys. Well, uh, I can't, I honestly can't say that I was a fan of Maddox before. I was familiar with him, but not in 
not in like a major way, I guess. Uh, one of my friends, the reason why I had gone to it was because he had sent me Spider-Woman's ass, that video that Maddox made. <laughs> yeah. And it's, of course, one of his most popular. I thought I thought that was actually really funny. And it was around the same time that the podcast came out. And so I started listening to the podcast around then. And I was a fan of the podcast. But in all honesty, I knew Dick's work better <laughs> than I knew of Maddox's. I didn't know about any of Maddox's books. I only knew of Men Are Better Than Women because a friend of mine owned a copy. And my mom watched a lot of Dr. Phil, so... I had caught those episodes oh, when he geez. was on. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Maddox is just, um, it's kind of hard to explain because you know how when people are really nice to you when they first meet you, like they're just very, very nice. Yeah. That's how he was. Well, all right. <laughs> both, both times. He, there wasn't anything weird that I had noticed. I didn't, I, Spent maybe a total of five, maybe six hours around him. And after after the live show, he kept his like Maddox shtick going. Oh, nice. Which, as it turns out, it may actually just be who he is. <laughs> uh, but he was also nice then. And he was nice when I was on the show as well. He took me to get Indian food at this bomb-ass spot. And... It, it's very good Indian food. I'm not going to front on that either. Uh, that's where I met Asterios and Peach for the first time. And Jess and some other guy. And Sean and Dick also. Or I met Sean for the first time. I met Dick at the live show meetup. But yeah, uh, that's that's basically that. Uh, Dick is also a nice dude. So There you go. Yeah, there you have it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. You can hop on the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. I'm sorry, soul memories. I keep saying it that way. But realnerdhours.reddit.com will also work. You can follow the show at xrealnerdhours on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at thatdenzel. You can follow Chet at BushidoBrownSD. Excellent! If you want to call and leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 413-SAVAGE-1. Savage. And you can shoot us an email at askrnh at gmail.com. Sorry, Ryan, I forgot to get to your email a fucking again. One of okay. these times. Maybe, maybe email's not the best place for it. Well, no, no. I, I, if we get more emails, we're definitely going to check it more often and you know remember it. But as long as it's that one email from weeks ago... It's going gonna, it's gonna to be forgotten like the old sock under your bed. I mean, look, he sent one He sent one recently because I had read it and I had meant to... T- that's what fucking happens when you don't save your work, goddammit. Let this be a lesson. Yeah, yeah. I put... So typically, just a little bit behind baseball for you guys. I typically prep the show Tuesdays around noon or something like that. And today we're recording, on, or this time we're recording on a Wednesday. But typically I prep the show the day of recording and I take all the comments, I take all the emails and uh, take show notes or whatever and type them all out on a sheet of paper or in in Google Docs and then print them out through Notepad. And then I bring them in and I read it off the sheet of paper. 
because I forgot to go back to the email, now Ryan's email is fucking missing from the sheet of paper. And I, the reason why I don't keep going back to my phone is because I don't want to look at my phone during the show because it's very, very bad distraction for me. But anyway, thank you all for listening. We appreciate your listens. Uh, you enjoy your week. We'll see you next Thursday. Yeah. Till next time. <laughs> <laughs>